We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. There's never an opportune time to deal with a disaster. So when you do have a disaster around your home, your office, a school, residential property, you need someone who's going to take pride in responding and being there for your moment of need. And know who does that better than anyone. That's Service Master by Cornerstone. The largest franchise in a 600-mile radius, but they're the best franchise in a 600-mile radius. They've been awarded Service Master, uh, Service Master's uh, Franchise of the Year Award, meaning they're the number one Service Master Restore franchise in the United States of America. It could be water damage, storm damage. Uh, you could have frozen pipes. Um, in general, it could just be uh, mold remediation. You have a fire and there's smoke damage. If any of these things happen to you, call Service Master by Cornerstone. I already mentioned they take pride, but no matter the size, no matter the place, again, school, office, residential property, or home, they are here to help with the damage. Tyler, the president and owner of Service Master by Cornerstone, and his team are here to help you at these moments, and they take pride at responding. Their motto is, we don't pray for disaster. We just pray we get called when there is one. So remember the name, locally owned, locally operated, Service Master by Cornerstone. And I've mentioned that word respond several times. That's their number. 901-RESPOND, 901-R-E-S-P-O-N-D, 901-RESPOND. For the pros, it's Service Master by Cornerstone. Now we're live from the Service Master by Cornerstone studios. And it's time, per always, at this time, to get into the Blitz. Now, the biggest stories overloading the line of bull rush of info. It's Gabe's Blitz on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station. And always remember that the Blitz is brought to you by Sissy's Log Cabin. Connor, let's get into it. Before Thursday Night Football, Steve Smith and Jerry Judy had some beef. This is what Steve Smith had to say about the situation. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by, and Steve called out to him, and he got a different reaction. I called out to him because on my podcast, Cut To It, guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past. I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, you can was say, you can ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying 
that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on and when teams call me and asking should they trade for you I will say no don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically can he be a wide receiver he could be a wide receiver he's a tier three go back into the studio I'm done now thank you <laughs> Strong words from Agent 89 from Steve Smith Sr. Now, I will say, um, Jerry Judy is just a guy. And how did he respond to the the beef before the game with Steve Smith Sr.? Three catches, 14 yards. He sure showed him. Yeah, not much. Not much. Now, I see a lot of people out there, you know, uh, talking about Steve Smith Sr., a broadcaster and analyst, getting into it with a, a current player, and they find it a little bit corny. I, I don't mind it. Uh, if there's back and forth disrespect, let it be disrespect. I like beef. It makes it fun. We bring it to the show. We get to talk about it. The only thing I'd say to Steve Smith is the corny part of his big sort of outrage there, whatever he had to say, is when he said, when teams call me and ask should they trade for Jerry Judy, I'm going to tell them not to. That's that's corny in itself. Jerry Judy's a good enough wide receiver to go fit in other places besides the Broncos. He's been in a weird situation. He's had Drew Locke. He's had all these different quarterbacks. Russell Wilson hasn't been very good, and he's still been uh, at least a serviceable, solid wide receiver. Was he worth the first-round pick that that was spent on him? Maybe not at this moment, but in a different situation, I could envision him being a good wide receiver in this league. On the Jerry Judy side, I, I think Steve Smith is is right. Like you got to be able to take constructive criticism, and you have to turn it into – Good energy, and he didn't do that last night. Three catches for 14 yards is not good enough for a guy that was spent. I mean, this is a first half of the first round wide receiver. This was uh, largely believed to be the top or second uh, leading receiver in his draft class, and it's just it's not been that so far. Um, but I like both guys in the fact that like they're standing on what they believe in. That's fine to me. That's fine to me. Did Steve Smith go too far? With uh, if teams call me, I'm going to tell them not to go trade for you. I think that's a little much. But they're standing on what they believe in. Jerry Judy doesn't have to accept an apology if he feels he's been disrespected too much. Standing on business, man. That's what it is. Yeah, I got no pro. I have no problem with beef. I, I, but I agree with you. Like the whole when teams call me, I'm going to tell them not to trade for you. And first off, our team's calling Steve Smith to ask about trades. I, <laughs> honestly, are, are I, I wonder. I wonder how much he is NFL. He's employed by the NFL Network. And he is a very, very good NFL wide receiver I don't, analyst. I don't disagree with that. I think that Steve Smith is very good. But like, if you're an NFL team, that. are you he, going outside of I don't think he'd say that if he doesn't get some calls. Interesting. Inter- Either way. Yes. I need people to stop wanting constant kindness and niceness from your commentators. They are not there to be nice all of the time. I want them to tell the truth. Yes. Tell the truth. Tell the truth about the players, about the teams. That's one of the reasons I've always liked Van Gundy on broadcast is he just starts yelling yes. at people. Yeah. And I do think Sparky and I kind of talked about it last week. Like We're excited that Doris Burke is going to be on the broadcast with, with Doc right. and stuff, but we do have a fear about it being too nice. Yeah. You need a bit of meanness. You need a bit of edge. You need people to tell the truth about these players, about these teams. We can't be treating them with kid gloves all the time. I have no problem with Steve Smith calling out Jerry Judy when there is evidence of Jerry Judy needs to be called out. And guess what? If anybody can do it, it's Steve Smith. He has a resume that says, I am allowed to call out 
wide receivers. That, yes. is, that is what That's his resume is. says. The first line says, this guy's allowed to call out wide receivers because he's got the resume. Yes, he's got the resume. He did it for so long, He too. was great. He was his one fan- of the— We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Best we've ever seen. And you know what's also funny is like people being surprised by his, his stance here and like how he's sort of standing on it. Steve Smith was always this guy when he played. He always brought edge. It's it's who he is. He's this this what happened last night before Thursday night football is clearly on brand for Steve Smith. Yes. And quite frankly, if I'm NFL Network and I had hired him to do that job, I want him to remain the same guy and he's clearly doing that. I have no issue besides saying when teams call, see if they should trade for you. I'm going to tell them not to trade for you cuz you can't handle constructive criticism. That's a little much, but uh, everything else is above board. I'm cool with it. I thought it brought a little edge to the to the to a game that, quite frankly, stunk on ice. It's the most exciting thing that happened yeah, last night. Exactly. So, hey, well, Taylor Swift was there. By the way, Al Michaels, very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So I was watching the game without the audio on, so I didn't hear any of it. Was he just? What, what was it like? What was the Al Michaels they, they, Taylor Swift experience? They went. They they. Uh, my my favorite moment is they panned to Taylor Swift. And he's like, he didn't want to say anything, you could tell, but he sort of decided finally to say something. And he goes, there's uh, Travis Kelsey's good friend and girlfriend, Taylor Swift. And then they go back to the regular broadcast and he just continued his story. He was just very uncomfortable with it. But we knew that going into it because the reports were saying that, uh, that he didn't want to make the sideshow the show. It was better so, than the actual game. The yeah, game was yeah, terrible. The game was stinky. It was stinky. It yeah. was a stinky football game. But the Chiefs keep finding ways to win. Yeah, you know, Travis Kelsey did have a good game. He did have a good game. And that, the, the, that Bucker kick, holy crap. The, yeah, and by the way, Sean Payton, we already talked about it. Sean Payton, Yikes. what the hell are you doing Yikes. taking a time out there? Um, but, yeah, I think it was one of the most exciting things that happened in that game last night. So Her movie made $2.8 million in Thursday previews. <laughs> of course that, it did. That's a lot. That's a lot and, 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 and honestly, how much did they spend on marketing when they got free advertising from ESPN and Fox? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, But no, ultimately, this whole beef back and forth, fine with it. No, no, no real issues besides Steve Smith saying, I'm going to tell teams not to trade for you. Beef is okay. Yeah. yeah! College football week seven marquee matchups. I want you to describe them in four words or less. Your first game, number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington. Um, four words or less. Let's go with Pac-12 driver's seat. And some people will say, what about USC? Hey, I am not going to believe in USC until they play some something that resembles a realistic college football playoff contending defense. I cannot believe in them. I think Oregon and Washington are more complete teams. Michael Penix is going to fling that thing through the air a whole bunch. I think Oregon is a good team on both sides of the ball, probably the most balanced team in the Pac-12 at this particular moment. So whoever wins this game, in my opinion, is going to be in the Pac-12 driver's seat to win the championship, to be the college football playoff representative of the Pac-12. And we know the Pac-12 is very good, um, but this is going to be massive. This is going to be massive. 
I personally look at the game. I like Oregon's chances, even though they're on the road. I know it's going to be tough in Seattle to make things happen, but defensively, they're very solid. Bo Nix, all those running backs, Bucky Irving, um, uh, Troy Franklin, really good wide receiver that I think's underrated uh, this year in college football on the outside. I, I, I love that Oregon team. And I want to see, I mean, this is Dan Lanning's moment. If he can win this game, he can, he can propel this program uh, to heights they haven't seen in, in quite a while. And I think, you know, he has the opportunity to propel this program higher than Mario Cristobal ever had it. And obviously Mario Cristobal did a good job. But I think Dan Lanning is, is ultimately, I think we'll look back on it and we'll say he is a better coach than Mario Cristobal was for that Oregon program. Mizzou at number 24, Kentucky. Um, this is a question. Mizzou, are you real? Mizzou, are you real? Um, I like what they did in competing against LSU, but that secondary for LSU is stinky. It's awful. Now, you could say the same things about Kentucky against uh, Carson Beck in that Georgia offense. Carson Beck had a coming out game, 389 yards, four TDs. Um, but Brady Cook has been really good. And Kentucky... If you look at the history of this SEC matchup, Kentucky's won seven of the last eight. They're nine and four all time against Mizzou. Mizzou has to get over this hump. If Mizzou wants to be very, very serious under Eli Drinkwitz, um, they're going to have to win games like this even on the road. So this is the simple question. Mizzou, are you real? Kentucky is ranked. You go to their place. They've beat you seven of the last eight times. Can you get over that hump? I was impressed, again, with Mizzou against LSU. But this is going to be a different test altogether. You can get up for LSU. Are you going to get up the same for Kentucky? So let's see if Mizzou is real this week. Number 25, Miami at 12, UNC. Now everybody wants me to go with something about Mario Cristobal here. After last week, just the disaster of a decision he made not to knee on the ball. But this is, for me... A guy who came into the year as a Heisman, hopeful Heisman, one of the Heisman favorites. This is Drake May. You up? Drake May, are you up? Because I, I look at this guy and I haven't really seen what I want to see out of him. Um, he is going to be, I think, sort of right there with Caleb Williams at the top of the NFL draft boards going into next year's draft. But he has not been as good as he was a year ago at this same time. He's made a little more mistakes with the ball. He's not running the ball at as high a level as he was last year. But that North Carolina team, let's be honest, they're completely undefeated. Um, but, like, when you look at his stat line, it's kind of yeoman's. It's just sort of – it's 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 relatively regular. Um, 72% of his passes are completed. Good stuff. But eight TDs to four INTs. At this point last year, he was just lighting the world on fire. I want to see if Drake May, against a quality opponent at home, in front of his home crowd – can light up the scoreboard and make that offense roll. Number 10, USC at number 21, Notre Dame. Alex Grinch, let's go. I talked about it on Monday as soon as I got back in. It's kind of funny. I go on, I go on my honeymoon and I come back, and the first thing I, I am, I'm peeved with is Alex Grinch still being the D.C. at USC. But Alex Grinch, let's go, man. Notre Dame, this is going to be a tough test, and this is the first of the last six where you're going to have to deal with a lot of tough tests. This defense has the talent to make it happen. We know the offense is great. I mean, for God's sakes, Caleb Williams right now, he won the Heisman last year, and I'd say he's in the driver's seat, 22 TDs to one INT passing. Pretty and good. he's still running the hell out of the ball, six TDs rushing. But this is the moment for that USC defense 
to show down the stretch of the season they can be college football playoff worthy. Am I betting on it happening? No. They've played not a good schedule, and they're bottom 25 in yards allowed in the entire country, and they have all that talent. But Alex Grinch has to put together a good game plan and make sure that Sam Hartman doesn't kill him, make sure that Audrey Estime does not kill him. So this is, this is a moment of truth, man. Like, let's, let's be completely honest. This is USC with Caleb Williams. Are you going to be able to get over the hump, get in the college football playoff? This is the first of the last six that will feature, of course, Notre Dame this week, Utah right after that, then Washington, Oregon, UCLA to end the year. Oof. Show me something defensively so I can buy back in. And that starts with Alex Grinch and the game plan he puts together. Final game, number 18, UCLA at number 15, Oregon State. Um, I, I love this game for a lot of different reasons because I think Chip Kelly in his first couple years at UCLA got disrespected. He had to turn the whole thing around. They were not a good team, and he's done a good job with them. And he's recruited well. Dante Moore at quarterback was a five-star. Um, he's made things happen for that program. But for me, this goes to Oregon State, and it goes to their head coach. UCLA, we know, is going to be gone. UCLA is headed directly to the Big Ten. Oregon State's left behind in the Pac-12. So Jonathan Smith money time is my four words. Those are my four words for this game. Jonathan Smith is the head coach for Oregon State. He has been fantastic. He has this rough-and-tumble style where he's going to run the ball at you, play really good defense. Uh, he's done a good job of getting DJU back to where you think DJU should be as a five-star uh, recruit coming out of high school. And, and, you know, the early times with Clemson, we saw that he, he was really solid. Um, but Jonathan Smith, money time. We have a Michigan State job open. I think he'd be a great fit for that. Now, I know that they're going through a lot of different things, but in the Big Ten, Jonathan Smith's style lends itself to Big Ten football. Jonathan Smith continues to win games like this. He's going to parlay this into a Power 5 job, which Oregon State will not be part of going into next year. That's the truth of the matter. They're getting left behind by the Pac-12. Jonathan Smith, if I, you know, and maybe he has a lot of sweat equity built up in that program, and I completely understand that. But if I'm Jonathan Smith, I'm trying to get out of there as soon as possible. I want to coach on the highest possible level. That is the Power 5, and Oregon State will not be that going into next year. So make sure that you win games like this so when those Power 5 jobs open, you can hop on one. And I think Michigan State would be a good one for him, but we'll see, we'll see what happens as we get into the offseason. That'll do it for the Blitz. One more segment left in the day. That's going to be the rewind. And also, it's the last segment in the week. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.